New week, new episodes here on Locked On Vols. What does Tennessee's run game need to do to take that next step this fall? A new running back commit for the class of 2023, and Phil Steele has one vol as an All-American heading into this fall. Who is it? We'll discuss here on a Monday, Locked On Vols. You are Locked On Vols, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good Monday morning, everybody, and welcome into it. This is Locked on Vols, and I'm your host, Eric Kane. This Monday episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props and odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline.net, it is where the game starts. We've got a fun, fun show to get into today. Of course, we'll discuss Jabari Small for our starter spotlight here on a Monday. Uh, Phil Steele has one Tennessee Volunteers and All-American and several others, seven others, in fact, Voted to his all-preseason SEC team. We'll discuss that. And Tennessee football does land another commit on a Sunday afternoon to conclude a busy, busy weekend of official visitors. That's the Monday Rundown here on Locked on Vols. And this is an episode, and every episode is... You can find it on YouTube. It's your first listen. It's your first watch each and every single day. Available on YouTube and wherever you find your podcasts. And you can also find it at underscore Kaner on Twitter at LockedOnVols. That's where you can find me on Twitter. And tomorrow we'll have Twitter Tuesday. So any questions, any comments, any concerns, any anything you want to get into uh, for the show tomorrow, please DM me, reply to the tweets, dive in those DMs, uh, subscribe or uh, not subscribe, go ahead and subscribe, but also comment on the YouTube uh, chat here on the leave a comment on this episode, and we will get all of that for Twitter Tuesday on tomorrow's show. So, without further ado, let's jump down into it. This is your starter spotlight here on a Monday. It is Jabari Small. Now, would it be crazy for me to remind you guys that Tennessee averaged 217 yards rushing per game in 2021? Doesn't necessarily feel like it, does it? Doesn't really feel like. Tennessee ran for that much every single game. But, you know, remember, on average, remember, Tennessee did have a running quarterback. Tennessee's Hendon Hooker was able to uh, help out in that regard. Tennessee did have Tyon Evans for the majority of the season when he was in there, and he had a monstrous game against Missouri, if you remember that. But Tennessee had some different options. Jalen Wright got in there as well. But, you know, we always hear about this offense being, you know, air raid, or not necessarily air raid, but, you know, throw it all over the place and, you know, like to like to sling it out to the outside and go fast and, you know, Josh Heupel, quarterback, all that type of stuff. But this, you know, Josh Heupel said it numerous times. I couldn't agree more. This offense goes as the run game goes. And for this offense to be any type of successful in 2022, the run game has got to be there. And it's got to be a very big part of what this offense is doing. And from there, you can grow the quarterback run game as well. And Hinton Hooker can help in that regard and all that type of stuff. But the run game's got to be there. And so who's the leader in the clubhouse to be? Uh, the RB1 to take the majority of those snaps? Well, we know the answer to that. It's Jabari Small. Jabari Small, as a freshman in 2020, just got his toes wet a little bit, appeared in six games, and had 26 carries, the majority of those coming at Arkansas, if you remember. Totaled 117 yards on the ground, had four receptions for 24 yards, and a lot of those were on checkdown routes in that Arkansas game from Harrison Bailey, if you remember at the end of the game. Tennessee was trying to push down the field to score there to – uh, to, I believe to tie or maybe to take the lead, but it was a last possession type situation. A field goal wouldn't do anything. Time was running out, and the defense kept giving the check down route, so Harrison Bailey kept checking it down to Jabari Small or Eric Gray or Ty Chandler, whoever was uh, in at that point in time. So you have uh, Jabari Small who came on as a sophomore, a true sophomore in 2021, 
and he was primarily Tennessee's lead back. Yes, you had Jabari, you had uh, Tyon Evans for a large portion of the season, and those two guys were very good tandem, a 1A, 1B type situation, mainly because, and this is a point I'll further here in just a moment, they were hurt all the time, and it felt like, for Tennessee's sake, when one was hurt, one was playing. When the other one was hurt, the other one was playing, and so that was good for the Volunteers, but obviously you want to have a a running back room with good health, but you know Jabari Small. He had 140 yards rush or 141 attempts on the season in 2021. He gained 796 yards, averaging 5.6 yards a carry, scoring nine touchdowns on the ground. Uh, he upped his receiving by five receptions in 2021 to nine receptions overall, 77 yards as well, 8.6 yards per reception. So Jabari Small was very very effective for Tennessee. Uh, in the run game as part of this offense. And he's a guy that's not, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of, you know, going after his namesake, right? He's five foot 11. Uh, he played at about 200 pounds. I think he's a little bit bigger now. I wouldn't say much bigger, but I do believe he's a little bit bigger now. He's not the biggest guy, but he runs extremely hard. And he's a very smart guy, and he can do a little bit of everything of what this coaching staff wants their running back position to do. So, no doubt about it, Jabari Small is your 1A back in the system. And he's a guy that I think can, you know, do a lot, and a guy that uh, I believe can, you know, really you know, be a focal point of this offense. Now, here's the thing, the question I ask in the cold open, you know, for Tennessee's run game to take that next step in 2022, what needs to happen? Jabari Spall needs to stay healthy. And I'm not a doctor, okay? I'm not inside that locker room, all right? So what I'm about to say is it's not speculation because I know uh, anyone can see it. I mean, Jabari Small is dealing, you know, with an injury that's just going to nag him throughout his entire career, I feel like. Um, he was not out there for the majority of spring practice. He's got some type of deal with his shoulder that I feel like is just never going to get better. But um, it's you know it's it's not enough to where he can't play on it, right? And so I'm not sure if that will ever be healed completely until he's done playing. But that's just kind of my uh, assumption. But I mean, he's a guy that can play and a guy that will play. But he's a guy that might miss some time here and there. Durability is an issue with Jabari Small. For Tennessee's run game to take that next step in 2022, Jabari Small needs to be on the field more, okay? And so, and that's not that's not me or certainly anybody else challenging his manhood. That's not you know somebody saying that he's weak or somebody that's saying that he's you know fragile or whatever. But it's just point of the point remains. Sometimes football players they deal with nagging injuries that just don't go away. And Jabari Small dealt with that last uh, last fall. Jabari Small dealt a little bit with that this past spring, missing all this time. And that needs to be rectified, or at least that needs to be able to got to be able to play through it. Uh, Jabari Small, of course, is going to have some help in the backfield this year. Jalen Wright's coming on. He played a ton as a true freshman, played a whole lot in that pit game, played a whole lot throughout the season, played a whole lot in that Music City Bowl. And I've seen him with my own eyes this spring out there, you know, going through some conditioning and stuff when, we, when we've been out there covering some camps. And he looks the part. He looks like he's put on about 10 pounds of muscle. He looks he looks bigger, does Jalen Wright. Of course, Justin Williams-Thomas has come in. Uh, Tennessee holding off Auburn. They're on National Signing Day and getting the highly praised four-star prospect. Um, and I, I think he will help. Now, he was thrown into the fire, of course, this spring, and there was a lot at him. I wouldn't say that he was fantastic this spring, but it wasn't, he wasn't supposed to be an All-American this spring, right? He's got to learn how to pass for protect. He's got to learn how to keep his feet in those regards. He's got to learn how uh, to hit the hole and when to cut back, and the speed of the game is so much faster for any high school prospect coming up to the SEC, much less running back inside the box, right? It's like bullets flying. Uh, but he'll have help. Jamari Small will have help from Justin Williams Thomas. He will have he will have help from Jalen Wright. 
Um, we'll see what Lenith Whitehead can give him as a change of pace back, a bigger back. Um, let's see what's, um, you know, Dylan Sampson, potentially another true freshman that came in was not here during spring, but is here now uh, for the summer term. Let's see what he can give him as well. So it's going to be running back by committee as you need a lot of the times at this level. But I do believe that it will be led by Jabari Small, a guy that's standing in at about five foot eleven, about two hundred five, two ten, about two hundred five now probably, and uh, he's a hard runner. I think he is a good, good player. Anybody that averages over five yards a carry is a pretty decent player, especially an SEC play, right? Can he surpass one thousand yards rushing this year? Can he be on the field and be healthy enough to do just that? Uh, but with Hendon Hooker returning, four of your five starting offensive linemen returning, your best skill player at Cedric Tillman out there on the outside returning. Tennessee needs a pulse in the run game, and Jabari Small will be able to add that. So a really, really nice player out of Memphis for the class of 2020. Uh, kind of an afterthought in that class, right? Because that was also the class that housed out uh, Eric Gray. Uh, but you're coming in, and he's the guy for Tennessee, and he'll have every opportunity to lead that running back room here in 2022. So I'm excited to see Jabari Small play. I think he is a tough, hard-nosed runner. Uh, I really like the way he falls forward, runs through, uh, tacklers keeps his feet moving and we'll see exactly what he can bring to the table in 2022 as well um phil Steele had jabari small on one of his all sec preseason teams which one and which other balls will join him and which other ball is a preseason all-american we'll discuss when locked on balls returns but betonline.net it is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information find all the latest sports developments league reviews and news including this year's nhl playoffs and Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, reality television, and of course, scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news all season long. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, just like MMA, boxing, and golf. Head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about all the latest trends and all of the action. BetOnline.net, it is where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We continue on with this Monday show right here on Locked On Balls. I'm your host, Eric Kane. Um, welcome back into it, guys. Really appreciate you for hanging out. Kind of teased it in that last segment. Feel Steel, who... I don't know about you guys. I was never really this guy. I'm not going to lie to you. I was a football time in Tennessee guy. I would get that magazine every single about this time, right? Late May, early June. And I would read that sucker cover to cover. I just would. You know, growing up in East Tennessee, um, in Jefferson County, obviously went to a ton of Tennessee games with my dad, with my friends. And I would read that thing cover to cover. And I would see, like, um, all these you know prospects who came on as true freshmen all from around the state and all from around the country and so I thought that was really really neat I would read Field Steel's college football magazine preview as well not as much as the football time in Tennessee um, but uh, I know a lot of you guys uh, you were you re read that religiously growing up right about the same time 
And so what I'm about to say might ring some significance for you as well. Phil Steele's 2022 preseason all SEC teams and all Americans were uh, put out with his magazine hitting the stands last week. And uh, one Tennessee volunteer is predicted to be a third team All-American. That would be Cedric Tillman at wide receiver. Cedric Tillman comes in behind the first-team wide receivers of Jordan Addison of Southern Cal, formerly of Pitt, and Keyshawn Boutte of LSU. That makes a whole lot of sense. And then you have Quentin Johnson of TCU, Xavier Worthy of Texas on the second team. And then you have Josh Downs and Jermaine Burton of Alabama and North Carolina, respectively, going along with Tennessee on the uh, Tennessee Cedric Tillman on the third team. And then you have uh, Xavier Hutchinson and De- Dontavian Wicks of Virginia. So those are your wide receivers on the uh, All-American teams. Of course, Cedric Tillman coming in on the third team, along with Josh Downs of North Carolina and Jermaine Burton of Alabama. So obviously, Cedric Tillman is listed on the first team um, All-SEC preseason team by Phil Steele, uh, but who else? And, and quite an accomplishment right there for Cedric Tillman. You know, we talked about it. Uh, there's been some Athlon preseason rankings, some uh, sporting news preseason rankings in all-conference teams. Now this is Phil Steele's. Um, here in a couple of weeks when we go to media days, it'll be from the SEC media, myself included, will be voting on that type of stuff. So um, Cedric Tillman will be on you know, one of those teams from the SEC without a doubt. If, I would imagine it'll be first team. If it's not first team, it'll be second team. But quite an accomplishment there for Cedric Tillman to get an All-American nod from Field Steel, albeit it was third team. So um, the All-SEC preseason teams per uh, Field Steel. Uh, obviously, Cedric Tillman is listed on the first team. There are seven other falls that join him, though. You've got quarterback Hendon Hooker that is on the second team, obviously, at quarterback. And uh, again, this is yet another plotted that is putting Hendon Hooker as the second team because, you know, Bryce Young's going to be your first team quarterback. He's the returning Heisman Trophy winner of Alabama, the best team in the conference, yada, yada. So you know that Alabama's quarterback is going to be at the top with Bryce Young. But we saw it with Athlon. We saw it from the Sporting News. Now, again, we're seeing it from Phil Steele. Hendon Hooker has been pretty much universally selected as that number two quarterback in the SEC right behind Bryce Young. So let that sink in a little bit. Again, there's a lot of contenders there. I mean, I think Will Rogers of Mississippi State is a fantastic quarterback. I think K.J. Jefferson of Arkansas is a really, really good quarterback. Uh, Will Levis is getting a little bit of love as well. So it's very... Um, it's it's a good sign, in my opinion, that you know Tennessee's quarter. Now, does it mean anything? Absolutely not. You know how this thing works, but it shows you what national writers and national plaudits are thinking about the University of Tennessee, especially their quarterback in Hinton Hooker. So it's pretty neat just to kind of sit there uh, and watch unfold. So you got Hinton Hooker at the second team. Also, you have Byron Young, defensive lineman, the edge player, on the second team as well. On the third team, you have running back Jabari Small. We just spoke about him in the starter spotlight. Offensive tackle Darnell Wright and punter Paxton Brooks. And on the fourth team, you have offensive guard Jerome Carvin and linebacker Jeremy Banks. So, uh, Hendon Hooker gets awarded. Cedric Tillman gets awarded. Byron Young. Um, you've got Jabari Small, Darnell Wright, Paxton Brooks, Jerome Carvin, and now it is Jeremy Banks. Was there anybody left off potentially from Field Steel's all preseason SEC team? Now, keep in mind, too, there's four teams. You know I like to make fun of that. I think it's hilarious. You you get awarded. No, you get awarded. No, you get awarded. Um, but that's just kind of how it works sometimes, right? Uh, especially in the preseason in the summer months. Is there anybody that was left out? 
should Tyler Barron have been on this list? I mean, you can make the argument for sure that he should have been on there, the third team or or the fourth team. I mean, he's a guy that's played a lot of football since he's been here at Tennessee, but again, a guy that's you know missed a lot of snaps. He's got to be out there. We talk about Jabari Small with the durability being a factor there. I mean, Tyler Barron for sure, durability is a factor. I mean, he was limited to, limited to like 18 or 19 snaps per game last year, and that's just not good enough. It just simply it's not good enough. So you hope that there's some uh, rectification there in that regard. So anybody else other than Tyler Barrett, I think that that would probably be it, right? I mean, you got your Darnell Wright, you got your Jerome Carvins on the offensive line, you got your quarterback Hooker, you got your running back Small, you got your playmaker Tillman. Um, Paxson Brooks has been the starting punter for three years. He's on there. Defensively, you got Byron Young, you got Jeremy Banks, and that's – uh, that's pretty much it. So maybe a safety, maybe a Jalen McCullough, maybe a Trayvon Flowers should have got there on the fourth team. Um, but no, nonetheless, I think I think this is you know pretty well represented for the University of Tennessee. Now let's look at some of these guys who have received preseason honors. Right, Jeremy Banks is now starting to rack them up a little bit. He is uh, on the Lot Trophy watch list, which is the award given to uh, the best linebacker, All SEC second team per Athlon, which is very impressive, and then All SEC fourth team. Per field steel. Tyler Barron, all SEC third team acclamation. Um, Paxton Brooks, all SEC third team uh, from Athlon and Field Steel. Jerome Carvin, all SEC third team, Athlon, all SEC fourth team, Field Steel. Trayvon Flowers, all SEC fourth team, Athlon. Hendon Hooker, all SEC all SEC second team, Athlon and Field Steel. Jabari Small. Uh, third team from the conference in Phil Steele, fourth team from the conference in Athlon, Cedric Tillman, third team All-American for Phil Steele, first team plaudits from the SEC from Athlon and Phil Steele, Darnell Wright, third team Phil Steele, fourth team Athlon, and Byron Young, first team Athlon and second team Phil Steele. So Tennessee's getting a lot of praise from players here in the offseason and the summer months, and it's just going to continue to get more and more and more as the uh, you know weeks progress towards SEC media days. And then after that, guys, it is it is almost football time in Tennessee because summer camp will officially fall camp will officially be here to kick off August. And then before you know it, September the 1st, it will be football time in Tennessee. So I wanted to make mention of that right there. Uh, coming up here to conclude a Monday show, Tennessee added another commit for the class of 2023. It's 10th commit, a running back by the name of Will Stallings of Bishop Gorman High School in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, does that ring a bell? It's where Cedric Tillman came from. I'll tell you all about Tennessee's new running back commit for the class of 2023 when Locked On Vols returns here in just a moment. So Tennessee picks up a new football commit for the class of 2023. Who is it? His name is Will Stallings. We welcome you back in here to Locked On Vols, your third segment here on a Monday. Don't forget Twitter Tuesday coming up tomorrow. Your questions, comments, whatever you got, at underscore Kaner and at Locked On Vols. So the 10th commit for the class of 2023, it's running back, a three-star by the name of Will Stallings. Will Stallings, he's a good-looking guy, about six foot, almost six foot one, about 220 pounds from Las Vegas, Nevada, where he attends Bishop Gorman High School. Here's the here's the skinny with Will Stallings, okay? He came in and camped for the University of Tennessee back on June the 1st, the the, the first prospect camp of the uh, of the summer, and he came in and worked out for the coaching staff. I didn't pick up an offer that night, but was able to pick up an offer in the days that proceeded from Jerry Mack, but able to work with, learn from Jerry Jerry Mack. 
uh, running backs coach getting an up close look on a personal level. He didn't run very well that night. Ran, clocked in. I've got I've got the documents here from that camp. Clocked in at four six three and four six or four seven zero in the forty yard dash. Apparently that is slow for him. Uh, but he's a he's a big guy. He's a well put together guy. Looks really really good. And if you watch his highlight tape, he runs very very hard. So he is that bigger option that Josh Heupel wants uh, in, in in his running back room. Again, six foot one, almost two hundred twenty five pounds. Um, he runs well behind that weight as well. He's got good vision. He's got good patience. Uh, it's not it's not the same offense. I mean, certainly the tempo is not there like what Tennessee does. But in terms of the run concepts and the schemes up front, you've got a lot of folds. You got a lot of scoops. You've got a lot of you know guards that pull and kick out the inman on the line of scrimmage. And and what Stallings does well is he waits. He takes the ball. He's patient. Finds that hole and then he hits it. He gets vertical in the matter of just a couple of seconds and he runs straight forward. He'll run. You know he's he's physical. Obviously, he's going to run through contact. He's going to keep his feet running. Uh, but he's also a guy that can catch the football out of the backfield. You watch his huddle tape, and um, he's a guy that you know rolled in a couple of uh, a couple of screen passes and then hit the sideline and went straight up field in the hurry and, and found the end, end of the end zone. So um, he's a guy that I think has a lot of potential in this offense for uh, Josh Heupel, but a lot of potential at this potential at this next level. Now, will he be a guy that steps in immediately? And is is a guy in the rotation? I no, I, I don't believe that's the case. He needs to get he needs to work on his speed just a little bit. He needs to work on his agility just a little bit. But from the standpoint of a change of pace back, where you need to go and you need to get one yard on fourth and inches, you need to punch it in there from the goal line. I think he's a guy that you know potentially immediately could step in and tote the football for this offense and get that one yard. Um, he's not a bowling ball. I do not character. I was asked this in the uh, Volquest Mailback podcast last week. Uh, would you characterize him as a bowling ball? I wouldn't say that um, because that's not really what his frame is. But he is built very, very well. Um, he's almost six foot one, so I wouldn't say he's a shrimp either. Uh, but uh, you know, he's got time to work on those things because, as of right now, now the transfer portal um, it changes everything. We all know this, but as of right now, after this season, coming back for the 2023 season. Tennessee is set to retain every single one of its running backs. So depending on if that is the case or not, you've got Will Stallings that can still sit back when he's on campus, learn, watch, not be forced into anything, and you know see kind of what comes to him there. Um, he's also a guy that will start you know this this running back you know cycle in this class. Tennessee wants to bring in more than one running back. Uh, Tennessee's very much in it for Jeremiah Cobb, for Deshaun Bishop, the local talent here. Um, you know, Trayon Webb was in there at one point, not necessarily anymore. You know, we'll see what Cam Selden wants to do. And I think Tennessee's in the driver's seat there, but Cam Selden's a man. He's a wide receiver that can play running back. So regardless, Tennessee wants to bring in multiple running backs in this class. And if it's just Will Stallings and you end up getting Cam Selden, that's okay. You know, that is okay because again, the transfer portal can help. It can take it away, but I can also add to it um, as well. So um, you know, I, I don't think that there's immediate need for Will Stallings to be ready to roll from day one. You know, when he comes in here, and uh, the whether it be for the spring semester after this upcoming football season or for the summer term. But um, he's the tenth overall commit. He's the fifth on the offensive side of the football, joining the likes of five-star quarterback Nico Iamaliava, four-star 
Uh, tight end, Ethan Davis. Three-star offensive lineman, Aiden Bustle. Three-star wide receiver, Nate Spillman. Uh, it's Stallings shows the Volunteers over about 15 offers as well. Talked to his coach over the weekend, Brent Browner of Bishop Gorman High School. Here is what Bishop uh, Gorman's head coach, Brent Browner, had to say. Quote, he's definitely a great player and a kid who loves to compete. He loves and bleeds football. His focus and his attitude towards football is something that is not normal for that age. His commitment to what he is doing and to his craft is just excellent. He does a little bit of everything for us and is a very versatile player. He will have no problem adapting to any type of offense, end quote. I uh, thought that was interesting as well. I thought there was a lot of good stuff there from his high school coach. Um, interesting note as well, too, on Will Stallings. In his past, he has played cornerback. Um, not sure if he'll be playing much cornerback for Bishop Gorman this year as a senior, uh, but he has played cornerback in pass as well, so he does have athletic raw ability. But it's a work-in-progress type guy for uh, Tennessee. I do believe he can play at this level. Again, I just feel like there's no rush to have him ready day one. But a really, really nice change of pace back, a guy who I think if you can work on getting just a little bit faster could be really, really dangerous at this level because, again, he's about 225 pounds. He runs well for that as um, as well, and so I'm I'm intrigued to see how this one plays out uh, for Tennessee, and I'm I'm interested to see how much better Will Stallings can get, uh, because I do think that he can play at this level, and I'm intrigued to see it all kind of transpire here in the next couple of years. So that is Tennessee's newest running back commit, Will Stallings, for the class of 2023, the 10th overall prospect committed to the Volunteers, and the fifth on the offensive side. So um, here's. A little bit from the clip. Uh, here's a little bit of video clip and audio clip from uh, Will Stallings talking with VolQuest Austin Price, VolQuest.com. You can check that out at VolQuest.com. And of course, my impact analysis on Will Stallings at VolQuest.com. But Austin Price in the Zoom video uh, that you will hear and you'll see talking with Will Stallings, uh, getting the pulse on his kind of the kind of his playing style, what he thinks of Jerry Mack, what he thinks of Josh Heupel, and of course, what he feels about being a bigger back in this offense. Give this a listen. This is Austin Price, VolQuest.com speaking with Will Stallings. Um, I feel like I'm an all-purpose back. I'm a physical player. I mean, I can bruise somebody. I can make a move, make somebody miss. Um, I got the long yards, short yards, whatever you need me to do, I can do it for them. I mean, I'm here to win. I'm here to get a natty at the school. I'm trying to help the team win uh, some big games. What do you like about Coach Jerry Mack? You know, you, you getting to go through camp, you got to be coached by him, kind of get a feel for what it would be like to play for him. Um, what did you like about him? I mean, that's my guy. Uh, when I was at the camp, he was everything I messed up on, I did good on. He's there to get players better and get players to the next level. So, I mean, I need a coach that's down to earth with me, uh, honest with me, and that's the guy I, I see. And um, Coach Mack all around, he's he's that close to me. What about Coach Heupel? What'd you like about Coach Heupel? I love Coach Heupel, man. Uh, we had a few conversations after the offer. Um, he's staying in tab with me. He's a family guy first. So I really appreciate that. As you can see, I'm with my family too and my friends. So that was big for me. And um, he had really good things in uh, my future. He has big plans for me. So um, Coach Hypo was a big guy. I know he was big on, you know, getting a bigger back in this class. And, and you're that. I mean, you know, over six foot, 200. 20 pounds, what you were in four, six, you know, that day. And, and I think you probably can do better than that. I mean, it's moving at your size. Um, is that part of the things that they talked about, you know, just your ability to, you know, be that explosive um, and be that versatile at your size? Yeah. So they, they compared me to a lot of big time backs like Adrian Peterson, 
and a few others, Marshawn Lynch, uh, all big guys, all explosive guys. Um, they just said they like my movement. As a big guy for me, they expect the way I move on the field. And so they think I can come up there and do some big things for them. So, so you heard it right there from Wilt Stallings himself, his playing style, what he thinks about Tennessee's staff, and uh, how excited he is to don the big orange here in just a little bit. But before that, he'll have to play his senior season for Bishop Gorman High School. Tennessee's new commit, Will Stallings, a three-star running back from Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, that's all the time we have here for a Monday. Don't forget, Twitter Tuesday is coming up tomorrow's show, underscore Kaner, and at Locked On Vols. Get me in your questions, your comments, whatever you have at underscore Kaner and at Lockdown Vols. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey Sports experts, the draft experts of Lockdown NBA Big Board as well. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft, it's underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today, of course, right behind Lockdown Vols, which is always your first listen and your first watch. Guys, thanks so much. Really, really do appreciate you, each and every one of you. Uh, we'll come back and do it again again for a Tuesday, but until then, enjoy the rest of your Monday, everybody.